again for watching online and I'm looking forward to next week. Those that aren't able to be here for a drive-in service, I want to assure you that we still will continue our online service at 9.30 every Sunday morning. And then we will, over the next week or so, begin to lay out a plan uh, so that we can begin to come back into church uh, beginning in June sometime, we're praying. So be watching for that. But I also want to wish all of you mothers a happy Mother's Day today. I know for many, it's a wonderful day. You received cards this morning, maybe breakfast in bed, uh, maybe your favorite drink. Um, You received handwritten cards, notes. It was a special morning. I know for some moms, they are missing their children. Some have had to bury their children. Some, um, I think of the Sun family. This is the one year anniversary of their little boy's death and uh, talked with them this morning through text. And so I know for many, this is a wonderful day. It's a day that you're gonna have great memories and others, it's a, not such a great day. There's gonna be a day fear, filled with tears. And I want you to know this, your church family is praying for you. Whether you're celebrating today with your children or this is a memory that um, it's a difficult one for you. Your church family loves you. We rejoice with you and we pray for the others. We're going to look in Acts chapter 16 this morning, and we're going to continue our study in the book of Acts. We're going to look at a tale of two women. We're going to see two different women here in this portion of scripture. And there's a lot of things about these women. They have nothing in common. Other than the fact they're both females, there's nothing in common. But there's a lot of things about these women we're going to see at the end of this story today that they have so much in common. And this is what Jesus Christ can do. Jesus Christ can take two different people with two different pasts, with two different situations, two different walks of life, and he can make that life a special life. He can save that person. It doesn't matter if you're one of the wealthiest or one of the poorest. It doesn't matter if your name is known and seen in lights or your name is not known by anyone. Jesus Christ loves you the same. And he saved, he desires to save you. He went to the cross to pay your sin debt. And that's the wonderful thing about salvation. We're all equal at the cross. And I'm thankful for that. Would you look in your Bibles in Acts chapter 16 with me today? And we're going to pick up our reading in verse number 14. And a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple, of the city of Thyatira, which worshiped God, heard us whose heart the Lord opened, and she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. Well, that word attended means simply this, she listened. Paul and and Silas and Timothy, they are in the region of of Philippi now. They've traveled to this place. We would read of that in the first few verses uh, uh, above verse number 14. They've come to this place, and it's the Sabbath day. It's the day where they worship the Lord, just like today we've gathered to worship the Lord. They're coming to a a specific river where people gather. Now, we are not sure exactly what Lydia was doing there. We're not sure exactly what others were doing there, but there could be many reasons why they gather at this place. Some could gather there at the river to, to clean, to be cleaned. Some would gather there to do laundry. Some would gather there to get water. And some would just gather there because it's a cool place 
um, a, a, a place where they could come and, and be refreshed. And so many reasons why they would gather here at this place. It's outside of the city. We know that Paul and Silas come to this place and, and they weren't there necessarily to do anything other than to begin to pray and worship the Lord. And as they prayed and began to worship the Lord through prayer, this lady Lydia was there as well. And she's listening and as Paul is praying, the Bible says this, she's, she's paying attention. She's listening to what Paul is saying. And when she was, and, and when she was, uh, uh, I'm sorry, in verse, we'll continue reading verse 14, that she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. And when she was baptized in her household, she besought us saying, if ye have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and abide there. And she constrained them. And so we find the first story of a woman by the name of Lydia. She is, uh, she has a job, she's working, she's supplying for her family. She has a family because she brings Paul and Silas and, and begs them and forces them almost. She constrains them, the Bible says, that word of, of, of with great force saying, I want you to stay with me. We know her name. We know her occupation. We know she has a family. We know she has a home. We then come to the story, and it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. She, she um, was filled and possessed with the devil. And we don't know this lady's name. Her, the Bible says there's a certain damsel. This lady doesn't have a family. What we find when we read here that there are some men that, that uh, have taken this young slave, this young girl, and, and uh, because she's possessed with the devil, they don't care about her. They simply care that she makes them money. She's telling fortunes. And so someone would come to this poor uh, uh, girl and, and uh, they would see their fortune or, or look into the future or maybe want to talk to a, a relative that's past. And, and it's all darkness and, and wickedness. She doesn't have a name. We don't read of her family. Others are taking advantage of, of, of what she can do for them. The same followed Paul and us. And cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. And this did she many days, but Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out of that same hour. And when her master saw that the hope of their gains were gone, they caught Silas and, and, and uh, Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace under the rulers. Now, what a, what a sad, sad ending to that story. We find a tale of two ladies. One has a, a, a life and she's known. Her name is Lydia. She, she's actually a seller of purple, which, which is, is fine linen. It's something that is to be desired by others. And she would go and, and, and sell this and, and uh, 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 bring that money back so she could supply for her family. 
then we find this other tale, this other story of a woman that we don't know her name. All we know is that, that uh, there were men that, that used her to, to make gain. And when they saw that, that, uh, that evil spirit, that devil, that, that demon was, was cast out of her, they weren't happy for her. It tells you about these men. It tells you about the life that these, these men had for this young damsel. Now, we read in the Bible other times when people are filled with devils. The, the Bible has told us that, that the devil would, would cast the, that, that body under the ground and they'd be foaming and, and, and torment that body. We find of the, remember the maniac that Jesus cast those devils out of, uh, that he would cut himself and, and hurt himself and, and yell into the evening and people were afraid of them and, and he, he'd uh, uh, break the chains that were, were binding him that the people put on him to protect himself and protect them from him. Never do we find in the Bible there was where a person possessed with the devil had a luxurious life, a wonderful life. It was always a life of torment. It was always a life of pain. It was always a life of, of, of destruction. And you would think that someone would see that life that that, that girl was, was having. She's now freed from that life. You would think that they would say, you know, we're, we're, we're not going to make any more money off her, but we're so glad that this young girl isn't going to go through the torment that she's gone through. But that's not the story. They're angry. They begin to take Paul and Silas and they take them by force and bring them to the rulers of the city and they want them to pay because they no longer can use this young damsel for their own gain. Well, what a difference between these two ladies. One had a name, one didn't. One supplied for a family, one supplied for others. One job supplied for her family, one job supplied so that others could use her. The Bible tells us in this passage of scripture that, that one worshiped God. Lydia was there worshiping God, although she didn't understand Jesus Christ, but she was worshiping God the way she knew how, and she was listening to Paul as he was praying and, and uh, speaking to the Lord, and, and she was interested, but she had a, a heart to do right while one was filled with the devil. One had a family. One, Lydia, could go home in the evening to her family and enjoy the life she had. One had nobody. One would be rejected, or I'm sorry, respected by others, and one would just be used and rejected by others. Both were changed, though, because of prayer. And please understand this and stay with me here this morning. I know we spent a lot of time up until this point, and I won't, I won't be long this morning. I'll, I'll be done right on time this morning, I assure you. But both of these women were changed because of prayer. Paul is praying there at that riverside, and Lydia hears and, and is listening to what he's saying, the Bible tells us. And, and also, Paul is praying um, in... in uh, uh, the second uh, uh, lady here, look with me, and it came to pass in verse number 16, as we went to prayer, a certain, a certain damsel possessed with a devil. We find Paul and Silas both going to prayer, and that is going to change both ladies or get the attention 
of both these ladies, although they come from very different walks of life. This story describes our society today, I believe. It describes cities. It describes different people. It describes our society today. There's one had a great life. One had a job. One was making uh, money for their family. One was uh, going home and, and enjoying their family. One had a home to go home to. One was working and other, the other had a pretty bad life. It's the same as we could find in society today. But both of them, no matter what, as you look at both of their lives, you would find that both of them still had the same spiritual need. You see, as I read this passage of scripture, you know what I find? True joy and true happiness and true salvation, it doesn't come through a job. It doesn't come through a family. It doesn't come through a home. It doesn't come whether you're respected in society or you're not respected. It doesn't come by the way that you do your religion. Because both of these ladies, although they had separate walks of life, both of them had the same need. And both of them in this story, their need was met. And it was met in the person of Jesus Christ. Christ is no respecter of persons. You know, society will tell you this, that, that if you're more productive or you're better or you're more beautiful or you're more beneficial, uh, that, that you have more worth. Society puts a, a lot on uh, your income or puts a lot on what you do for a living. Society puts a lot on, on what your family looks like and how you portray yourself. Society puts a lot on, on what's in your bank account and, and what style of life you live. But Jesus Christ looks past those things and looks into your heart and sees the need you have. And with Christ, it didn't matter if Lydia, the seller of purple, who, who had a career and had a name and, and had some prestige and, and, and was selling a fine product and had a home and a family to go home to, or an unnamed damsel who was simply being used by the men in her community to get wealth and fame. Jesus Christ met the same need in both of their lives. I want you to know this morning as we look into this passage of scripture, you are important to God. You are important to Christ and you are loved by Christ. And no matter who you are today, Jesus Christ loves you. I know there are some that are going through trials. I know some that are battling and dealing with depression and discouragement. Some you're looking at your life today. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the service today, uh, beginning my message, I mentioned that there are some today that are creating great memories. You have a family all around you and you're loved. And there's others that are wishing they had a family around them, wishing they could spend time with a child that maybe has passed or wishing they could even have a child. Today isn't a wonderful day. I read an article this past week. Another pastor of a large church here in America took his life, another young man. As I was reading that article and reading what people posted about that article, people are saying this is happening way too often. 
the reality is this, suicide doesn't just happen, isn't running rampant just in the lives of, of pastors and men that are in ministry. It's running through society. People come to the place where they think they have no value. People come to a place where they think they have no worth. They, they may be looking at the life of someone else wishing they had that life. They may be looking at what somebody else has or what society is telling them what they ought to be and saying, I'm not that, so therefore I'm worthless. Maybe, maybe there's a, a young girl, a teenage girl or a young lady, and you look at society and they're telling you what you ought to look like and what you ought to have together and what you ought to be and how famous you ought to be, and you're looking and saying, I'm nothing like that. I want you to understand something. Society doesn't dictate your value and your worth. Jesus Christ does. Maybe there's someone today that's just doing their very best, but you're looking around and saying, my very best is so less than so many others. There's no value in my life. You see, here's a Lydia. She had life together. She had a family. She had a good job. She was selling a product that, that people wanted and desired. And then there's this little damsel girl. She's a slave. No one cares. The only time they went to her is if they wanted something from her. Matter of fact, these men weren't excited when she got healed. They were upset. They would rather her be in bondage so they could have gain. But you know what made the difference in both of these lives? Christ. Christ saw both of them and to them, to Christ, both of them had great value. I want you to know this today. You have great value. You have great value in Christ. Jesus Christ loves you today. I don't know what you're going through and I don't know the circumstances you're in, but I do want you to understand something. You are important to the creator of this universe. You're important to God. Yesterday, I was watching a, a show. I like to watch shows about NASA. I, I get on these little kicks. And so right now I like to watch shows about the universe. And next week, it'll be something else. But I was watching it, and they said the Hubble telescope is, is looking so far into the universe. And they were saying this, there's billions upon billions upon trillions of galaxies, of stars, of planets. They, they were showing these pictures. And as I was sitting there on the couch watching these shows, in my mind, I was going back to Genesis 1 when God said, let there be and it became just because of his word. It was like no effort. God created this universe. And in the middle of all of this universe, he put a little dot called earth. And on earth, he, he in his power, in his might, in his authority, in his majesty, he, in, in all of the universe, he kneels down and forms man out of the dust of the ground and he breathes into man the breath of life. I look at the vastness of this universe and God cares about you. A person on a dot called earth in the middle of this galaxy that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for you. What an awesome God that is. This story describes our society today and our need society. And I want you to see here, first of all, this morning, what makes the difference? 
So we find in Acts chapter 16, we find a story of two ladies, Lydia and a certain woman. We don't even know her name. The same passage of scripture in the same region of Philippi, in the same area. One uh, uh, needed in society, one wanted in society, one important in society, one had something to offer that people desired, and, and then one, no name, no care, no use, only to be used. But in the same region, in the same city, in the same area, Jesus Christ was speaking to both, drawing both to him. What makes the difference when, when uh, the, the Lord opened up one heart? Look with me in verse number 14. And a certain woman named Lydia, seller of purple of the city of Thyatira, which worshiped God, heard us, whose heart the Lord opened. Did you catch that? What made a difference in Lydia's life? Was it Lydia's name? No. Was it what Lydia was selling? No. Was it that Lydia had a family? No. Was it even that she worshiped God? That wasn't what was important. What was important, what made a difference in Lydia's life is that she, her heart was opened by the Lord. The Lord was drawing her. I want you to see in verse number 18, would you go there with me as well? In verse number 18, the Bible tells us this in this passage of scripture. And, and this did she many days, but Paul being grieved turned and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. You see what made a difference in both of these lives was Christ. It wasn't their name and the significance of what they were doing or the insignificance of the other. It was Christ. He is what makes the difference in a life. Some may think that Lydia had it all together and in, in, uh, uh, what she needed though was Christ and, and both of them needed Christ. And, and hear me today, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you grew up. It doesn't matter what you do for a living. It doesn't matter the size of your house or the amount in your bank account. What matters is this, that you recognize that what is going to make the eternal difference in your life is Jesus Christ. What are you living for today? What are, what are you doing that you think is going to build success? Now listen to me, I'm not saying that, that having a good job is wrong. I'm not saying that having a home is wrong. I'm not saying that anything that Lydia was doing was wrong. What I'm simply saying today is this, Lydia needed the same thing this no-named woman needed, and it's Christ, and the same thing is true in our lives today as well. Hear me today, you know what I find? Because Lydia had everything, it didn't make her too good for Christ. And you're not too far gone for Christ either. The tale of these two women, one had everything in a seller of a, a wonderful product and a home and a family. She could gather with society and she was accepted in society there at that river where they would come and enjoy life. But then there was another one. She was an outcast and, and she was a slave and, and no one really wanted her and, and she was possessed with the devil. But one was not too good that Christ didn't want her and one wasn't too far gone that Christ didn't want her. And hear me today, hear my voice. No matter who you are today, no matter where you sit today, you're not too good for Christ and you're not too far gone for Christ either. He desires you. He desires that you accept him. Lydia is a 
great profession. This damsel is the spirit of, of Satan, the devil. Yet Christ is drawing both of them to him. You see, it's Christ that makes a difference in their lives. And it's Christ that makes a difference in our lives as well. Whether you have it all together or you're falling apart today, Christ makes the difference. Do you hear me? Whether you're sitting there today and you have it all together and you have no worries, Christ still loves you. Or whether you're sitting there today and you say life is falling apart, I'm concerned, I'm worried. I don't know if anybody cares. I don't know if anybody knows my name. I'm dealing with depression. I'm battling hurt. I'm battling significance in this world. Am I important? I want you to know no matter who you are, no matter what you're dealing with, no matter what you're facing, you are important to Christ. And Christ wants to make a difference in your life. You know what I see here? It, neither was more important Christ desired them both. I want you to see something else here that we see in society as well. Number two, would you write this down? Religion leaves, always leaves a void. Religion always leaves a void. Look at me in verse number 14. In verse number 14, again, we find in this passage of scripture that Lydia comes and the Bible says, and right in the middle of verse 14, which worshiped God. She was religious. Now, she didn't know Christ. That's why Paul and Silas were coming to this place. They were going to bring the gospel to this region of Philippi. She was a good person. She was a religious person. She was worshiping God. But listen to me, there's a lot of people that are worshiping God. There's a lot of people that are gathering, even online, all, all over this world today, that are gathering and they're worshiping God, but they don't know Jesus Christ. They're worshiping a religion, but they don't know the Savior. And so we find here, religion always leaves a void. She was worshiping, but there was something that she still needed. There was something in her heart that was still left undone. We, we find as well, look with me in verse number 16, and, it, and they, they find this, this damsel, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. She was religious. Now her religion was dark. Her, her religion was, was occult. One was worshiping God. The other was using Satan and, and, and evil things. But both of them, there was religion in them. Both of them, there was a, a desire to be filled only to find this, that, that none of it filled them because both of them needed Christ. Oh, oh hear me today. Religion will never fill the void that only Christ can fill. Being a good person, praying, going to church, marking that off and living even a, a, a very moral life, 
It's good, but it doesn't fill the void. Maybe you're like this woman. She, she's not worshiping the one true God, and, and, and she's not doing what, what society accepts as a good religion. She's serving devils, and she's filled with Satan, and she's, she's uh, working in the dark world, and, and it's black, and it's, it's, it's bleak, and, 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 and she's serving Satan. That doesn't fill either. Both of them have a void. Maybe you're listening to this message today and you say, that describes my life. Maybe you're doing good and you say, boy, there's still a void. Maybe you're involved in things that are dark. Maybe you're involved in sinful things and you're trying to find that answer and you only find it still leaves you with a void. Religion, this world, only leaves you with a void. And that void can only be filled through Jesus Christ. Both were involved in a type of religion. You see, anything that leaves you without salvation in Jesus Christ, it leaves you empty. Whether it's mainline religion, whether it's a denomination that you're going to or say, listen, we're accepted because we see these churches and there's a sign and and it's a mainstream, mainline religion. It must be good. Listen to me, even mainline religion is not good if it leaves Christ out. You could be a member of Monclova Road Baptist Church and not know Jesus Christ as your savior and being a member of this church is not going to save you and it will always leave a void unless you know Jesus Christ. Whether you are involved in mainline religion or dark occult worship, both of them leave you without Christ. Both of them leave you empty. Jesus said this, I am the way, the truth, and life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. You see, these two ladies, although so different, these two ladies, although so far apart, they both needed the same thing. Speaking into a camera today, and on the other side of this camera, there's so many different types of people. Matter of fact, there's people from all over this, this country. I was looking, and people from Pennsylvania, and West Virginia, and California, and Florida, people from Michigan, people from Ohio, people from all over are watching this video. And everybody has a different walk of life and everybody has a different upbringing. Everyone has a re- different religious, religious experience. But everyone needs Christ. Both these, w- w- something I want you to see about these in closing here this morning, both of these ladies listen to the, the voice of the Lord. Both of these, the Bible says, as Paul was praying to the Lord, Lydia listened to what he was saying. The Lord was drawing her to him and she listened to his voice. The lady that was possessed, we don't even know her name, she's possessed with this devil and she's following Paul around and Silas around for days, the Bible says, as they're preaching the gospel, here's this lady and she's saying, listen to them, listen to them. That salvation is in Jesus Christ. She's filled with the devil. Where does she get that truth? She can only find that truth from the Lord himself. The Bible says Paul, pretty much he got tired 
He was grieved. He looked upon this woman and with compassion, he sees this lady that's filled with this devil and he says to this devil, depart from this lady. She listened to the voice of God and Jesus Christ changed both of their lives. And he'll change your life as well if you'll let him. Both listened to the voice of the Lord. Both here in this story were persistent in their, their desire for serving Christ. The Bible says this uh, in verse number 15. The, here, Lydia, she, is, she listens to what Paul's saying. She says, I want to be baptized. And, and Paul baptizes her in, her in her house. And they all, so they all became followers of Christ. They were religious people, but now they're followers of Christ. They know the truth. They've accepted the truth. They've received the free gift of salvation through Jesus Christ. And the Bible says this. She says, come with me. If you found me faithful, come with me. And the Bible says, and she constrained us. She said, I want you to stay with me. I want to be a follower of Christ. I want to live for Christ. They were persistent. The Bible tells us this in verse number 18 of this passage of scripture, that this young damsel, this one that was filled with this spirit, the Bible says, and, she, and this did she many days. She kept following them. They were persistent. Thirdly, I want you to see both of these ladies, their, they, they had decisions, their decisions affected those close to them. You see, the best thing you can do for those around you is trust Christ, follow Christ, receive that free gift of salvation, live a life for Christ. Because when you trust Christ as your savior and then you live a life pleasing to Christ, serving Christ, it affects all those around you. In this passage of scripture, in this chapter, next week we'll see this, the Philippian jailer. Paul and Silas are jailed because of this story, because the, the owners of this girl get upset and bring them to the rulers and they beat them and they cast them in prison. And, and in that prison, an earthquake comes and, and that Philippian jailer says, sirs, what must I do to be saved? And, and he gets saved and his whole house gets saved. And the same thing happens to Lydia here. The Bible says her entire household gets baptized becomes followers of Christ. In verse 15, we see her household is saved because of her decision. It affected other people. And I also find this, that in verse number 19, that the, although it was not the same positive effect, those that were around uh, this, this damsel, look with me in verse number 19, and when her masters saw that the hope of their gain was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace under the rulers. You know what I find? Some people might not like the difference Christ makes in your life. It may affect others in a great positive way. In others, it may affect in a, in a negative way. They might not like the difference it makes. But both of them came to the conclusion where they knew that Christ was going to make a difference. And maybe today you're saying, you know, I, 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 if I trust Christ and I begin to follow Christ, others are going to leave me and others are going to forsake me and others are going to mock me and it's not going to sit well with my family. I want you to know that, that we understand that and, and the Word of God shares that with us. But listen to me, you must make the decision decision that Christ desires for you to make today. Don't let others make that decision for you. Don't not trust Christ today because you're afraid of what others may think. Don't not trust Christ today because you're afraid of the outcome it's going to make in your relationship with others. The most important relationship that you need to make sure today is right 
is your relationship with Jesus Christ. Lastly, I see this. The things these did have in common is they listened to the voice of the Lord. They were both persistent in their desire of serving Christ and they these ladies, their decisions, both their decisions made an effect on other people. This decision, though, this reality between them both is such a wonderful thing. Christ didn't have to do more for one than he did the other. What do you mean by that? The cross was sufficient for both. <laughs> Lydia lived a good life. Lydia had a family. She had a career. She had a job. She was well-respected. This damsel, we don't even know her name. She probably didn't keep herself very well. She was used of men. She, she was not accepted in society. She was possessed with devils. But, but Christ didn't have to go to the cross again for her. The same blood that was shed on the cross was sufficient to pay Lydia's sin debt, and it was sufficient to pay this woman who was filled with devil their, their, her sin debt. There's power in the blood of Jesus Christ. It's, it's, it's the same. Listen to me, what I'm simply saying to you today, it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter your life. It doesn't matter your upbringing. It doesn't matter anything about you. Christ died, and he died for the richest, and he died for the poorest. He died for the most prestige, and he died for the no-name person. He died for the one that lives a moral life, and he died for the one that lives a horrible life. He died for the religious, and he died for those involved in the occult. No matter who you are, no matter what you've done, Jesus Christ paid the same sin debt. He loves you the same, and it's the same power of the cross that'll save the rich, that'll save the poor, that'll save the religious, that'll save those involved in the occult. Jesus didn't say, oh no, this one's really bad, I'm going to have to do more. No, the drop of blood that, that, that was, was shed there on the cross is sufficient. You see, it's not in who you are or what you've done. It's all in Jesus Christ in what he did for you. Will you trust him today? Christ brings freedom. He brings peace. He brings safety. He brings rest. He brings your mind back to reason. He brings salvation. He brings forgiveness. And he brings purpose. He did all of these to these two ladies here as well. And Christ will do the same for you in your life today. Do you hear him calling? Will you answer him today? Will you let him change your life? Will you let him save you? Father, I pray your spirit would work in the lives of each person here today. Some may need to be saved. And oh, I pray, Lord, they would call upon you. Lord, maybe there's some here today that are saved and they're discouraged. They're battling depression. They're battling hurt. They're battling anxiety and fear. Oh, God, I pray they find the strength and the power in Jesus Christ. I pray they find the friend that sticketh closer than a brother. I pray they find the peace that passeth all understanding that can only be found in his spirit. 
And so, Holy Spirit of God, I pray that you would speak to each person here watching this message today and meet their need. And we'll rejoice in who Jesus Christ is. We'll rejoice in what you did for us. And we'll rejoice in the power that comes through the blood of Jesus Christ. And I ask you this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I want to thank you for participating and watching in our online service today. I hope that the music and that the message was helpful to you. One of the most important things that we do here at our church is we preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's the death, the burial, and the resurrection. Jesus said this, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Jesus didn't say that he was a way. He said he was the way. We believe that the Bible teaches that there's only one way to eternal life, and that's through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ came to this earth and died for our sins. He shed his blood. The Bible says that an atonement or a shedding of blood must be made so that our sins could be forgiven. The Bible teaches us this, that every single man, every single woman is born into this world a sinner. Matter of fact, it says this, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The Bible says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The Bible goes on to say that God commendeth or demonstrated his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He died so that you and I could have our sin debt paid for. God desires to spend eternity with you in heaven. And the only way that can happen is go by his plan, the, the way of salvation through Jesus Christ. I pray that you've trusted Christ as your savior. But if you have never repented of your sins and put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, I encourage you to do that today. You can simply do that by praying and asking God to save you, to come into your heart, to give you everlasting life. Repent of your sins and turn to Jesus Christ. If you've never done that, I pray that you'll do that today. May the Lord bless you.